Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today I'll be reading from Longfellow's poem, Karamos. Karamos is the Greek word for potter's clay, and by extension, both pottery and potters. Our words ceramic and ceramics are derived from it. In his poem, Karamos, Longfellow returns to one of his favorite subjects, craftsmen and their craft, including the objects they make, whether horseshoes or ships or, here, pottery. Karamos comes in sections, with each section celebrating the potters and pottery of different cultures, Dutch, French, Italian, Egyptian, Chinese, Japanese. I'll be reading the opening section, which presents Longfellow watching a potter as he works. The potter sings quietly to himself as he works. The song and the spinning clay put Longfellow into the reverie that produces the rest of the poem. Longfellow opens with the potter's song, to which he'll return after this first section is concluded. Were I to continue, you'd hear each section conclude with a return to the potter's song, with the words changing each time as a transition to the next section. Let's listen. From Karamos by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Turn, turn, my wheel. Turn round and round without a pause, without a sound. So spins the flying world away. This clay, well mixed with marl and sand, follows the motion of my hand. For some must follow and some command, though all are made of clay. Thus sang the potter at his task beneath the blossoming hawthorn tree, while o'er his features like a mask the quilted sunshine and leaf shade moved as the boughs above him swayed and clothed him till he seemed to be a figure woven in tapestry, so sumptuously was he arrayed in that magnificent attire of sable tissue flaked with fire. Like a magician he appeared, a conjurer without book or beard, and while he plied his magic art, for it was magical to me, I stood in silence and apart, and wondered more and more to see that shapeless, lifeless mass of clay rise up to meet the master's hand, and now contract, and now expand, and even his slightest touch obey, while ever in a thoughtful mood he sang his ditty and at times whistled a tune between the rhymes as a melodious interlude. Turn, turn, my wheel, all things must change to something new, to something strange. Nothing that is can pause or stay. The moon will wax, the moon will wane, the mist and cloud will turn to rain, the rain to mist and cloud again, tomorrow be today. The setting here is similar to that we find in the village blacksmith, a craftsman working at his craft in the shade of a tree, in this case a blossoming hawthorn tree rather than a chestnut tree. The poems, though, differ. In the village blacksmith, it's the moral character of the blacksmith that Longfellow is most interested in, 
which he presents to us as a worthy model for our lives. We don't learn anything of the potter's character or life, however. He is an artist, and it is as an artist that Longfellow is interested in him. How the spinning clay rises to his touch and is shaped by his hands in a way that seems like magic to Longfellow, the observer, as it does to me as well whenever I watch a potter at his or her wheel. The potter is a thoughtful man, which we learn from his song as the poem goes along. The spinning wheel and clay suggests something new to the potter each time Longfellow returns to the song, some new philosophical thought. While each section of Carol Moss celebrates the richness of cultural differences, the song woven through it suggests the common thoughts of humankind. Let's listen again to the opening of Carol Moss with the potter and his wheel and his clay and with two fragments of his song. From Karamos by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Turn, turn, my wheel, turn round and round without a pause, without a sound. So spins the flying world away. This clay, well mixed with marl and sand, follows the motion of my hand. For some must follow and some command, though all are made of clay. Thus sang the potter at his task beneath the blossoming hawthorn tree, while o'er his features like a mask the quilted sunshine and leaf shade moved as the boughs above him swayed and clothed him till he seemed to be a figure woven in tapestry, so sumptuously was he arrayed in that magnificent attire of sable tissue flaked with fire. Like a magician he appeared, a conjurer without book or beard, and while he plied his magic art, for it was magical to me, I stood in silence and apart, and wondered more and more to see that shapeless, lifeless mass of clay rise up to meet the master's hand, and now contract, and now expand, and even his slightest touch obey, while ever in a thoughtful mood he sang his ditty, and at times whistled a tune between the rhymes as a melodious interlude. Turn, turn, my wheel, all things must change to something new, to something strange. Nothing that is can pause or stay. The moon will wax, the moon will wane, the mist and cloud will turn to rain, the rain to mist and cloud again. Tomorrow be today. I once lived in the house of a potter, looking after it for a year while he was on a sabbatical in Korea, studying their concepts and techniques. He told me once that he enjoyed being a potter because he made objects both beautiful and useful, containers for different things. I feel the same about Longfellow's poems. They are containers not for the coffee that brings life flooding back each morning, or the cut flowers that cheer us, but for life's joys and sorrows, holding on to our joys while keeping our sorrows from spilling over. I hope you enjoyed today's reading from Longfellow's Carol Moss, and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. 
If you think others might enjoy fireside poems, please let them know about it through your social media so that they might join you and me each week by the fireside.